Hello and welcome back to another episode of Project Deep End, the show about building a pool service business. I'm your host, Dave, and today is Friday. I uh, wanted to get one of these out, and it's been a little bit since I've posted one. Um, you know, all the all the things uh, from the previous episode, uh, the financial gobbledygook is still a, a big problem, uh, but I wanted to update you guys on... Uh, the new software that we're using, we're rolling it out, and uh, in the rain, I nearly lost a phone because of how often you have to pull out uh, the phone and take pictures of the jobs that you're doing. Uh, but so far, man, it is, uh, I really like it. I really like the software. It's given me really good uh, insight to data that I never would have really um, had and um, it's helping us with spring conditioning. It's helping us with operating um, operating in a way where we have high quality and proof of it. Um, you know, uh, it's it's helping me review pools with my guys. It's helping me review my own pools in front of my guys. So, like, it, it's all, overall really stoked on it. So. Um, uh, really happy that we're working on it. Um, I've got a long way to go when it comes to like fully integrating. Sorry, one second here. Uh, fully integrating it in, and you know, uh, eventually I'd like to move to um, you know using using the software and their partner. Uh, what should I call it? The people who take money, payment processors. There you go. Sorry, it's very, it's pretty early in the morning. I'm actually making this uh, because I don't really feel like starting my day just yet. It's a slow start. I actually had a really hard time waking up this morning. I it was kind of weird. I thought it was I thought it was the weekend, but it wasn't. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, so the new software is going well, and I'm I'm happy with it, and. Uh, I'd like to eventually start doing all of our billing with it. Uh, however, I didn't want to uh, experiment with billing during our uh, month of April because in, in April we do spring conditioning and we send out an additional uh, bill this month to every one of our customers for 95 bucks um, so that we can add uh, help cover the cost of um, so- sodium bicarb because uh, throughout the, the rains in the winter, uh, the water just gets you know, depleted, uh, alkalinity goes down and we need to recharge the water with a ton of sodium bicarb. And then also, uh, we used to add a pool RX to every pool. We're no longer doing that because I had metal issues with my pools last year, um, that I've never had before. And I think it's because of the pool RXs. I think, well, it's one part because of the pool RXs, another part because of how many storms we've been having, uh, these last couple of winters and all the debris that blows into the pools. Um, but in any event, we had a lot of metal issues last year, and I don't really want to use a metal-based algicide product unless we really have to. And so what we're doing this year is we're swap, swapping over to enzymes, and then we're also taking some of that uh, spring conditioning money and just kind of having it ready for when the chemical costs go up in the summertime. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a way to buffer our war chest because uh, in the summertime, things get crazy. Um, unfortunately this year it's probably going to go to paying off all the debt that I've incurred recently. Um, also I've had a couple of people try to jip me on a couple of the big jobs I've done recently. I did a, you know, $2,100 or something, somewhere around there, uh, job for a pump install and filter cartridges. And I still have not gotten paid for that. That was two weeks ago. We've sent multiple notice notices. Um, 
So I don't really know what I'm supposed to do about this, but or with this now. Uh, but I, what I will say is, is we are officially no longer uh, doing any work without a card on file. Uh, and also, I mean, we had cards on file for these people, and they, the cards were declined. So I'm not really exactly sure what I need to do um, for that, but it's either, so right now my best idea is we won't do any work unless we have a card on file and we run the card before we do the work or we have a check in hand uh, before we cut a pipe. So uh, I'm more or less at the point now where I'm not going to do any work. I'm not gonna put any equipment in anyone's pool unless they pay in advance. Um, they can pay in advance on that day. Uh, and, but you know, at this point I've just been burned so many times where I do a big job for two, 3000 bucks. And then, you know, I try to collect and then they go, Oh, can we do a payment plan? And it's like, you motherfucker, like I put this on my credit card. So you want me to just have, you want me to just make less money over the next three months and, and the profit that I was counting on, I just don't get for three months, like screw you. Um, I'm just, and I've seen it a lot more. That's the other thing is that I'm seeing this kind of behavior a lot more than I've ever seen it before. Again, I think, I think the, the economy's, I I don't know if we're in a recession or we're going to, uh, going to go into a recession. I would actually think probably not due to all the, the inflation, all the money, the fed is pumping into the economy again. Um, but what I do know is it, it seems like my customers, pool customer, like pool leads, pool customers are quite a bit more tight, tightly wadded. Um, they are not, <clears throat> excuse me, they are not buying big things. They are balking at big prices. Um, I, I just think the day of reckoning for all the last couple of years of amazing uh, price hikes. And, and let's be real. It's not like the little guy like me really made all that much more money. Um, I made more money because I grew my customer base. I didn't make more money per customer. I just basically broke even and learned how to survive and learned how to operate better. Uh, but I think the, these giant corporations, the big, you know, the pool corps, the Leslie's, the, you know, the big, the big boys in the industry, the big chemical manufacturers, Hasa, all of them, I think they were gouging the living shit out of everyone and they made record profits. So I think what's happening is, the little guys are getting squeezed out because uh, the big boys aren't going to stop raising their rates. Uh, little guys like me will probably get squeezed out. I I will do everything I can to not get squeezed out. So I don't think I'm I'm personally getting squeezed out. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of people who get squeezed out over the next year or two, uh, and then eventually enough of the little guys are going to start saying no to these fucking price hikes. Enough of our customers are going to start saying no to us. Enough of the guys like us are going to go out of business that eventually the big, the big boys will be like, all right, we, we can't keep just raising the rates for no fucking reason. All right. No, that anyway, that's how I feel about that. But, um, point being is, is people seem to be quite a bit more tight wadded and, uh, it does not, uh, it's just money's not flowing like it used to. That's all I can really say. So, um, I'm trying to uh, prepare myself. So, uh, but what I was thinking about, this is not really the point I wanted to get at with this podcast. Um, point I wanted to get at. Uh, so I'm, I am, uh, there, there's kind of a couple of big goals for this year. None of them really have anything to do with revenue or profit other than 
in general, make as much profit as possible, pay myself every month, which unfortunately with all this debt that I've racked up and all these people burning me, I'm not going to be able to pay myself this month. Um, I'm going to, I'm actually like for the first time in three years and some change, I'm worried about being able to make my mortgage. Um, it's pretty bad. Uh, but I do think spring conditioning should help. Uh, but the big goals this year are figuring out, um, how to, guarantee the high level, high quality service through my employees, through my team. Uh, because that was the biggest killer last year was I just, I could not get my team to do the job right. I was fixing three to five green pools every day. Uh, we were losing money on those pools every day. Um, it was just, it was real tough. And, um, all right. Sorry about that. Had to put the phone down for a minute. Um, but yeah, it was really tough. Really, really tough summer. Uh, and our customers were getting uh, pretty pissed. I was getting pissed at them. It was just a mess. And it made me realize that the only way this works is if I can figure it out. It made me realize a couple things. Every It made me realize, number one, no matter how honest, how uh, hard my employees tried... Or quite frankly, the real, what I think is really the reality, no matter who I hire, they're not going to do the job well. Unless, there's the caveat, and I want to be really clear about that, it's a big unless, unless I put up guardrails. And unless I have frameworks and systems in place for them to follow that make it nearly impossible for them to mess up. And that's what I, when I started to explore uh, for new software, when I started to explore for new solutions, because, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's my job to create an environment where my employees kind of can't mess up. And it's a lot easier said than done. Um, a lot easier said than done, but we're making a lot of really good uh, strides in this direction. So this year, uh, you know, the goal was twofold. Number one, uh, operate in a way that I can uh, operate at a pace that I can sustain indefinitely. First three years, I was running at a breakneck pace. I was doing everything I could uh, to get as many customers as I can, as far into this as I could, and, and be as successful as possible. Um, and I, I sacrificed a lot of time. I sacrificed my health. I sacrificed a lot of things. And I'm and I'm happy that we're at where we're at. Uh, but now moving forward, looking to the future, if I'm going to be doing this for the next five, 10, 15, 20 years. I got to do it in a way where I can actually keep up the pace. Otherwise, this doesn't work. So that's number one. Figure out the right kind of pacing for me to be able to continue to do this. Uh, and if I do have to go at a breakneck pace and risk burning out, it better be worth it, right? The opportunity better be worth it. And so far, I have not found an opportunity worth it. So I'm still working at a nicer, more even-keeled pace. It's still probably a lot more than most people, most employees, for example. But um, it's certainly not not nearly the hours I was putting in before. And it's been great. Um, the second element, uh, the second major goal, is, again, is to figure out a way to ensure quality through my team and figure out these frameworks and these systems that make it hard for people to mess up. And uh, that is also going really well. And what I'm excited about and what I want to talk about today is once these, once I feel like we are operating consistently at a at a fully baked 
in a fully baked framework with fully baked systems and uh, the employees are doing well and they're getting trained and they're improving and you know the the customers are happy and you know we're not spending a fortune on chemicals we're not fixing four or five green pools a day in the summer like once once we get there um, then we can start doing the fun things so a couple of things coming up um, we rolled out the software this is the the last day of the first two weeks so we've been doing this for about two weeks um, it is quite annoying when you're in the field because I effectively force my guys to take pictures of every individual task that they're supposed to do. Um, so we have proof and, uh, you know, we're, we're doing better with water chemistry already because we're using software to help us with water chemistry. So already that's improving. Uh, and it's night and day. It really is night and day. Like all of a sudden I'm seeing the guys use chemicals that I don't see them use very regularly that I've always been like, why aren't you using this? This is important. And, uh, and so it's, it's overall, it's going really well. And what, where this goes, hopefully is we get to a point where the billing is taken care of, uh, you know, or the, 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 the operation, the actual execution of the service that we offer becomes near perfect. And we can then start emailing reports on a weekly basis to our customers. And I have, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I've been very hesitant to do this because this is like opening up Pandora's box. Um, but, and, and I don't, the reason I don't want to is because once you open this line of communication, you cannot shut that off. Um, once you create the expectation that you're going to have a, a, a weekly email that shows that you did the job, you can't take that away. And my concern is we, we open up this line of communication and we just get flooded with customer service things. We can't keep up. We get frustrated. Uh, people start hounding my wife uh, who does the customer service and it just, it becomes a nightmare. That was my biggest concern. Well, if we're taking pictures of every single job that we do, so like when you empty a skimmer basket, we have a picture of it. When we empty a pump basket, we have a picture of it. When we empty the cleaner bag, we have a picture of it. You know, when we start recording the chemicals and I see that the guys are actually you doing the chemistry correctly the way that I trained them to do it, um, because the software is helping them do that, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, I have no problem sending reports on chemistry. I have no problem sending reports with pictures uh, of the pools before and after. Uh, when you have a before and you have after, so you can see like, hey, this pool was absolutely destroyed from the storm. We got it near perfect. Maybe there's a leaf here, a leaf there, but look at it before and after so you can understand like, okay, they were there for 20 minutes. They can't make everything perfect in 20 minutes, but that's pretty damn good. You know, those kinds of things. Now that we have these kinds of things in place and we're working towards it, and I want to make sure we're, we're like really, really dialed in uh, for every single pool. Like for one, one example, like we haven't really figured this out for our spas on our pool, like our above ground spas on our pools yet. Uh, but once we figure all these little things out, then I can start sending these emails. Once I start sending these emails, I think we'll get bombarded with customer service for the first couple of weeks. And then eventually people are gonna be like, oh yeah, there's the email. That's cool. And then they're gonna ignore them. And then they're only gonna communicate the way they do now when they actually need to. Um, but it establishes a two-way line of communication. We are speaking to our customers regularly and they have the opportunity to speak to us regularly. Once these things are all dialed in, all of a sudden, major opportunity opens up to me. And, and I want to get into uh, what that looks like, but I, I want to just finish this portion off by saying this is why it's so important. Um, 
you know, when I started this year, uh, I really, um, you know, kind of going back to the goals of what I was saying, you know, make sure we're profitable, make sure we're making revenue, you know, make sure the profit is being pulled out and make sure I am paying myself and then, and then ensuring that the service is being done well and, and just learn how to do the job right and learn how to do the job well every time through my, through my team. Cause I can do it myself. I mean, anybody can, any good pool guy can just go out and just do it themselves. It's a whole nother animal to get employees to do stuff. Um, right. So, but once we get these things dialed, a lot of opportunity opens up to us and, and those, but those goals, you know, are at the foundation. Those are the basics, right? That's the, the, the core foundation of a big boy company. And, and I've been saying this term to myself and to my team, you know, I want to take my company now from this kind of nice ragtag group of dudes who are, you know, trying their best to clean our customers' pools and make some money doing it. Uh, that's kind of what I have now. I have like a little shop. I got a little, I got a little outfit of that little out, you know, I've got a little outfit of outlaws. Um, that's the way I see it now, but I want a big boy company. You know, Leslie's is a big boy company. You know, there, there's big service providers out here that I know of that are those, that's the big deal. The, you know, the big time, um, you know, 20 plus trucks, like the, the, the big, big companies. I want one of those. That's what I'm trying to build. Right. And, and to get there, you need these systems, you need these systems in place. And, and um, and it's just like a require, like it's a prerequisite. The, the, the big companies do all of the basics well every time. They service with a smile. They don't mess up pools. They do the chemistry right. They do all of the chores at the pool. So they empty every basket that they say they're going to empty. They empty the cleaners when they say they're going to empty the cleaners. They show up every week and do the basics. That's really what sets apart the big boys from the little guys like me I think is that they just do everything they're supposed to every single time through their team. Right. And so what I'm trying to do this year is I'm trying to start the process of transforming my ragtag group of outlaws and turning it into a big boy company. So that's the mission, right? That's what we're trying to do this year. And the reason why is number one, I was so goddamn stressed out last year because my employees just kept messing up pools. I only had one guy who didn't mess up pools. Um, and I had two other employees, you know, for just under 200 pools, which is, you know, I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I'm now down to two guys and that I'm, I'm overhired now. Um, but it was, it was an opportunistic hire. I'm glad I did it. He's, he's working out. Um, but, but to get to be a big boy company, that's the goal. And the reason why is number one, it's going to just decrease my stress because it's going to make this more maintainable. This is going to make it more sustainable. If I'm not stressing out because I'm losing profit on five pools a day every single month, because my guys aren't doing the chemistry right. If I'm not stressing out of my mind because people are like, hey, your guy was here, but he didn't do X, Y, or Z, and then I don't have proof that he did, and he's saying he did, he's saying maybe he didn't, who knows? Uh, but they're, at the end of the day, the customer's not satisfied, and, and clearly, if it happens once, maybe it's just the customer being a butt, but if it happens every time, it's the employee being a butt, but maybe the employee's actually trying, they're just forgetting, it's hard. You know, I, there's so many factors to this. And also, you know, with employees, just a real quick thought on that. You know, I don't think the employees are trying that hard. I don't. 
Why would they? It's they're an employee. They're not going to care as much as me. They're not even come close, right? And so, I, I don't have this idea that they need to be doing. They, they need to be caring as much as me. I, I would like them to do their job, and I, there is a minimum amount of effort that I do require my guys to have. But you need frameworks. You need guardrails for these people. You need. They don't think like business owners, nor should they. They're not incentivized to. They just want a job. So that's okay. And, and this is not me casting judgment. So please don't, you know, uh, I'm not trying to like employees are lesser. They're, they're not, they just don't, they're not incentivized the same way and they don't have the same makeup. They're just, you know what it is? It's just, it's it, to me, it's just two different types of people. Um, either people with the drive and motivation and want to make these big things happen. And then there's people who just want a job and they want to be able to live their life and spend time with their fam- friends and family and, and not worry about work. Like that's fine. Um, I am just, uh, I am just one of the kinds of people who wants to build something. That's just who I am. Um, but you need these guardrails. Uh, but w- so one benefit is the stress and the ability to operate and the ability to operate this business sustainably for a long period of time. Once we start acting like a big boy company, the other reason, and this goes back to the re- you know, the more profit, um, is it opens up tons of opportunity. If I, if the service is being handled and, and, and we are able to have our team follow the steps and proceed, the policies, the procedures, the systems, the frameworks that we have in place that make it nearly impossible for them to mess things up, then all of a sudden, all that time I was spending on callbacks, going back and cleaning green pools and dealing with customer service and uh, you know, and, and just all of that time suck of fixing problems that my employees were creating. I should have enough time now to start focusing on things that I have never been able to focus on. For example, we have tons of 280 sweeps, 360 sweeps, 380 sweeps, with worn out tires, like disgusting. You know that how when you really let a tire go for a really long time, it gets that kind of blue, gooish gunk on it. And for, if you're not a pool guy listening to this or a pool gal listening to this, um, basically the, the kind of rubber material sorts of starts to disintegrate and the chemicals react with it. And it just, there's this nasty kind of blue gunk that starts forming and the tires get like skid marks. And it's like, how are you getting skid marks? You're not even going fast enough for that. Um, it's just that I have a ton of pools that have these tires that are just absolutely worn out. Well, if I were to go and, and you know, uh, if I were to ballpark how many of my, my sweeps have tires like this, I would say it's probably like anywhere between 30 and 50 of my pools probably need new tires. I would say the same thing about pool hoses uh, or pool sweep hoses, about 30 to 50 of my sweeps need new hoses. About 30 to 50 of them need new wheel bearings. Um, you know, like just routine maintenance that I just did not have time to get to last year or the year before because I was operating like a madman. I was just trying to do anything and everything to get new business in the door and the existing business that I had, I was doing just barely the minimum amount to keep everyone from leaving. And last year that blew up in my face because I started losing the same amount and more 
Uh, I, we never lost more than we were gaining until I really just took my hands off the wheel and said, fuck it. Um, but we were gaining 20, 30 customers a month and we were losing 20, 30 customers a month. Now, towards the end of the year, I was also cleaning up the book of business. I was getting rid of people who were paying late all the time, always had excuses. I was getting rid of people who were super nasty, could not stand them. I was getting rid of people who would not leave their aggressive dog in the house when we serviced. They would always have them out and it was dangerous. You know, things like that. So, like, there was a little bit of attrition that, I, you know, you could say is me uh, for sure. But, uh, but what, what you can't say, sorry, one second here. Okay. Uh, sorry. Kind of lost my train of thought there. Had to pay attention to the road. Um, but, (laughs) but you know, I have a lot of pools with a lot of neglected, very simple repairs, you know, pump baskets busted up, skimmer baskets with giant cracks in them. Um, you know, I've, I've just got so many of these pools where, you know, a set of tires, the profit margin might be 15, 20 bucks on those. If I, if I replace all three, which we would for most of these sweeps, just replace all three. And now you're good for another few years. Right. Um, if I replace all three of these for 50 people, that's, uh, what is that? 20 times, let's just say 20 bucks in profit times 50. What is that? Uh, That's a thousand bucks. That's a thousand dollars in profit. One fell swoop. We could get that done in one week, and there's a thousand bucks extra in profit. Pressure gauges. You know, I could probably—I I don't know what the pricing is, but I would imagine it's probably like forty bucks in profit. If we have about—I probably have about twenty-five to fifty tanks with broken pressure gauges. There's another, you know, couple grand in profit. You know, same thing with the bearings. Same thing with you know all these other little things that I should have been doing this whole time. I, the profit should have been already made, right? But again, you know, it's just, it's, it's a messy, it's a messy business build, building a business. If you don't know what you're doing, let me tell you. And so, you know, now I need to go back and I need to do these things. Well, you know, I, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that. You know, we're going to have to do these in big bulk batches in, in some ways, because that means that I dropped the ball I don't want to beat myself up. I didn't drop the ball. I just, I wasn't good at this yet. I'm getting better every day that I work at this. And at the time, I just didn't have the skill level to do better. That's really all it really, that's really all it is. So I, I, like, I don't want to sit here and just like berate myself. I'm, I'm learning and I'm figuring this out. Uh, But those were some of the things that I was doing poorly because I just wasn't good at this yet. So by getting to a point where we can operate this business like the big boys, because we have the systems in place. We have the frameworks in place. We have the rule sets in place. We have the training in place so that our technicians virtually can't mess this up unless they're deliberately trying to, unless they're just giving zero effort. By getting to that point, all of a sudden, all of these repair opportunities just open up. And then not only that, once we get the majority of these little fixes that have been ignored for so long fixed, every week there's new fixes that come up. So every week we should be making more profit indefinitely because I should have the systems and the the bandwidth, the systems and the team in place that allow me to, that, that frees up that time for me to go back and start taking better care of our customers. That's the other thing. I'm talking about profit. Like, yes. And, and I absolutely want to make the profit. 
I'm in business because I want to get rich, baby. Like I, there's like, make no mistake about it. I'm doing this to make as much money as I possibly can. I want to be filthy rich before I die. I do, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if anybody is like, oh, but that's crass and uh, is uncomfortable about that, this is America. This is a capitalist society. I want the good life. I've been poor for long enough. I want the good life, okay? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm not trying to rip anyone off doing it. I'm trying to do it the right way, trying to do it the honest way, uh, in, in a way that I can be proud of and that my children can be proud of me for. So, but, but make no mistake about it. I want to be filthy fucking rich. That's why I'm doing this. I'm building a biz, big business because I want to be rich. I want to provide jobs for people. I want to like, I, I, you know, I just want to build something that a lot of people get a lot of benefit from, including me, with me being the big one. You know, I want to be the main beneficiary of this. Um, and, and so, you know, this, by operating more efficiently, by operating in a way where we have systems and, and structures in place, policies, procedures, standing op- standard operating procedures in place so that our, our technicians can't mess this up, then all of a sudden we can just, by by nature of having this thing running more smoothly, we can start making more profit. We can start looking for more opportunities. Here's another one. I've got customers who have 20-year-old fucking water in their pool. That's disgusting. They don't want to drain their pools. I live in California. It's really tough to drain your pool here. You have to kind of wait. It can't be a drought. There's a lot of rules about it. You know, people don't want to spend the money on the water because the water is super expensive. So, like, there's a lot of reasons to not drain your pool. But it doesn't It doesn't stop the fact from the pool water if it's not drained. That's disgusting. That's butt water. Literally, year a 20-year water... In someone's pools, for, for just to let you guys, you know, again, for people who are not pool professionals, if you have not drained your pool water in 20 years, let's say you bought the house five years ago, pool's never been drained, and Agnes, you bought you bought an old house that old 85-year-old Agnes had, she bellied up, house got sold, new owners, new pool, pool water's still the same as when Agnes, dead Agnes is dead butt water, dead butt skin is still in there. Your butt skin, every single time you went into that pool, every single person's butt that's been in that pool, little bits of skin, little particles, little nasty oils, greases, greasy hair, all of that stuff is still in that pool. Every time you get a mouthful of that pool water, you're getting butt in your in your mouth. That's gross. That's why you drain pools. It's nasty. Not only does it make it harder for you to keep the chemicals balanced when the total dissolved solids is out of whack and really high, but it's just gross. It's nasty. It's absolutely disgusting. And I have never really pushed my current customers to drain their pools unless the cyanuric acid was out of whack or it was just too much to, to handle. Right? Um, this year, if I can get my operations dialed in, I can go to probably 90% of my pools and say, hey, we got to drain the pool. Let's drain, refill, we'll do a new startup, your chemicals will be fresh, the water will be clean, it'll be a much better uh, uh, swimming uh, experience for you, it'll be much safer, it'll be much cleaner, it won't be disgusting. I can go and drain pools this summer. 
I can drain pools, refill them. You know, I, I think there's a lot of liability there and I need to like work out like waivers and, you know, liability waivers and, you know, uh, explaining to people like the dangers of it and, and, you know, look at potentially look at alternatives with like massive enzyme dosages and, and things like that. Like I'm not going to just go around and drain 90% of my pools. It's, it's such a big liability. I don't like draining pools because of the liability, but, but there are a lot of pools that have like 30 plus year old water that I have. And that is gross. And it's hard to balance the chemicals. So right there, let's just say I ballpark it, you know, five, 600 bucks to drain the pool and re- redo the chems. And um, that includes the month of service. It takes my, you know, whatever little bit of profit per pool and turns it into a couple hundred potentially. I, I don't know. I have not done any numbers. So don't, any numbers I'm saying about draining pools, I have not looked into exactly how much it's going to cost. Uh, so I don't know the profit, but I would imagine I'd make, you know, hundred to 150 bucks in profit somewhere right we're around there per pool. That's an additional month of service. So instead of 12 months of the year, we basically get 13 months of the year. And that 13th month is all profit. That's an insane amount of money. You know, that'd be close to 20 grand. Give or take. I'm just ballparking numbers. So, but that's the opportunities that will open up to me if I can get the service dialed in like the big boys do. So this year, it is all about standard operating procedures, frameworks, policies, procedures, and making sure my technicians are doing things right every single time. Because if I can crack that code, the sky's the limit when it comes to how much money we make. Secondly, so so there's a lot of profitable opportunities opening up if I can nail down this operational problem. And the second thing that I want to talk about and the last thing I want to talk about, um, I haven't really been marketing recently. Um, we shut off the Google ads back in January, maybe February. Um, I think it was February. Uh, it's now March, end of March, the last day of March. Tomorrow is April. Um, I did buy uh, a lead list recently of about five, uh, 5,500 addresses in my areas, two areas that I really want to grow in. Um, I didn't buy it for every area, every zip code, because uh, it's expensive. And I, I, as you know, I don't have any money, but I didn't want to miss, I didn't want to start the summer without that. Um, cause I want to know my market size. I want to know that if I'm going after a zip code, I want to know exactly how many addresses there are there. Um, you know, total serviceable, what is it? Total serviceable market or I don't know. Um, Tam. Yeah. Total Tamp. I think you know what I'm saying. Like the, the total amount that, that is possible. Like if I had every single pool, that's total addressable market. There we go. Um, God, my business metrics are rough. Uh, but yeah, the total addressable markets for those zip codes. So I can, I can make, uh, educated, uh, I, I can just be, un- I can really understand where I truly am, uh, in regards to the market that I serve. Um, uh, but anyway, so I bought that list, but if you notice, I haven't been doing marketing because at the end of the day, if I can't even handle the 172 customers that we have today, what makes me think I need more customers? I can't even handle the amount of customers we have today. Um, but that is very quickly changing because we have been, I've been focusing so hard on, on 
standardizing our processes, standardizing our our service, standardizing our validation that the service done what was done right, standardizing our chemistry, standardizing all of these things, putting in frameworks and guardrails so that our employees just can't mess it up no matter how hard they try, right? So, you know, that's what I've been working on. And one moment, ooh, yikes, dude. Okay, sorry, I had a uh, crazy guy on the road. Um, you know, I have not been marketing because I can't handle any more customers. Clearly, I cannot handle any more customers. Now, I think we could probably handle right now about 30 more customers. We could get to 200 and we could we could make this work. Um, and and actually, honestly, with, with all the changes I've been making recently and, and the new rules that I have, like, for example, one of my guys lost an impact driver. That's a $200 tool. Um, the other day, I had to go search it out, find it, and, and get it, you know, get it back. And it got damaged because it was left out in the rain, so it's going to die earlier now. Um, you know, but that was a learning opportunity for me. That really sucks. Like, don't get me wrong, I was pissed because I've been just every day. It seems like a new thing that steals my money is happening. So don't get me wrong, I'm not happy about that at all. And I let them know I wasn't happy about it, but. It was also an, a good moment for me to learn, hey, there's another weakness in how we're operating. So now that uh, my lead technician, one of his every single day responsibilities is at the end of the day before anyone goes, before he goes home, he has to go through all of our filter cleaning toolkits and ensure that every single tool is there and accounted for, take pictures of it and send it to me. Whether I'm right next to him or not, that is one of his daily responsibilities now. And now I'm not going to lose tools, have them left out in rain, in rain for two, three days. And, and um, you know, it'll own the maximum amount of time that something will be gone is really a few hours. So uh, that's, whoa, sorry, once again, craziness on the road. Um, so now every day that that's covered. We know we're going to get all every tool that we send out in a truck is coming back. And that only comes from standard standardizing operations, right? And so that's what we're doing. And so, uh, you know, that's just an example, right? So like, I'm still, we're still getting there. There's a lot of little things like that that we're gonna have to figure out, but we are like already massive improvement, already. And just in the last two weeks of moving to this new software, standardizing all the pictures you have to take, you know, standardizing on using this software for the chemistry, standardizing on using, you know, X, Y, and Z, um, tools, all this, just in the last two weeks, it's a night and day company. Now we're going to have to standardize on, okay, when pressure's too high, what do we do? When someone's locked out, automatically notify customer, automatically move on, you know, things like that. Uh, at the end of the route or at the end of the service, automatically send out the reports. All of these things need to happen before I would say we're, we're ready to go, but we're getting close. In the last two weeks alone, I would say we have gotten closer than we have ever gotten when it comes to uh, being ready for more customers. And so I have not been marketing for like a month and a half now. I have not been doing any advertising at all for about a month and a half. And boy, does it show because we are not growing. And it's tough. It's tough to see no growth. It's scary because it's not like, um, you know, every month you're going to lose a maybe a customer. Like once you get to a certain size, every month you lose somebody. Whether it's your fault, whether it's just ah, we're, it's too expensive, or whether it's ah, we're you know we're moving, people die, like 
for real, I mean, for real, it's kind of morbid to say that, but like for real, that, that is a, a pretty major thing is people die, people move, people don't want service anymore, people need, lose their job. You get enough people, enough of these scenarios will happen, right? And um, so we're, we're still losing a very small amount of customers. I think it's like one per month right now, which is excellent churn. But I'm not always replacing them. Or, or so far, we've been able to break even. But I'm not. I, it's all word of mouth at this point, and it's been it's been lower word of mouth. It's definitely been lower referrals um, ever since last summer. I've, I I think I think our reputation got hit pretty hard last summer, and uh, I guess what I'm getting at is you know. I haven't been marketing because, again, if I can't handle the current amount of customers that we have, there's, I have no business trying to get more because I'm just going to do more damage to my brand, my reputation. And I don't want to do that. Uh, but we're getting close. And what I'm hoping will happen is we're going to start sending out these uh, these uh, service reports, emails. We're going to start um, fixing things on people's pools. People's pools are going to start operating, like, you know, working better. Their pumps are going to be working better. The sweeps are going to be working better. The pressure gauges are all going to be accurate. The chemicals will be good. The customers will be happy because they'll see the, the, the pool has been actually done correctly every time because they'll have photo evidence of every single thing they, that my guys do. My guys will be doing things right. We won't be losing tools. They can see when their filter's been done. All these things. All of these things. And then... Hopefully, our reputation will start to grow right about when it starts getting hot. Right about when people start getting mad at their old pool service provider because their old pool service provider hasn't figured these things out. And I'm not—I I don't have anima, animosity to other other pool guys, so don't don't read into this as like I'm some predator, or like I'm I'm going to try to take everybody out. But make no mistake, we're all competing with each other. If you have questions, I'm happy to help you. Like, there's plenty of pools for everybody, but. I've lost pools to other pool guys. Pool guys have lost pools to me. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. You know, I, I don't. I guess what I, maybe a better way to say it is, I don't take it personally at all if somebody takes one of my customers. Now, if they're like only going after my customers, that would be super weird, and that would be personal. But nobody's doing that. Nobody knows who I am. Um, you know, I'm, I'm like some. I'm a super small time guy. Like nobody's gunning for me hopefully. Um, and I'm not gunning for anybody. I'm just, you know, around Memorial day, if you haven't done a good job, people are going to start looking for a new service provider. And that's where I want to step in. And hopefully our word of mouth reputation has improved up because we've just improved so much over the last couple of months by then. Um, that, that at that point, I want to start hitting marketing super hard. I want to start spending a lot on advertising because then we should be not only um, have pretty decent good word of mouth, our frameworks, our systems, our standard operating procedures are all in place and, and our employees are able to service the pools almost blindfolded with one hand tied behind their back. If we get to that point, if we get that good, I have a hunch that I could dump as much money as I want into advertising and it will always come back profitable. If I can do this, there's a chance that we explode this year or next year. It's either this year or next year. There's a, there's, I, my gut is telling me there is a chance that we really get to a whole nother level this year if I can figure out how to operate like a big boy. 
So that's what we're going to do. We're going to turn this thing into a big boy company. That's, that's the goal. And it starts with doing the basics right every time, without exception, through my employees. That's all I got for you guys today. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please like it um, on whatever platform. Give it a thumbs up on whatever platform you're on. Maybe a five-star review. I don't know how the platforms work. Um, Share it with a friend if you think there's uh, value here. Um, Really, all I'm doing is sharing the journey of building my pool service business. That's it. Um, I don't make money on this. I don't plan on making money on this. This is a fun hobby. I didn't really want to start my day-to-day. I got to go clean pools now because I've been doing this for like 45 minutes. Um, and, uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening and until the next one, have a good rest of your day. Bye.